Welcome to Unconscious. This is episode 19, Luxury and Healing, an interview with Trudy J of Retreatment Botanics. Welcome to Unconscious. I'm your host, Liz Cook, functional nutritionist and founder of One Seed Organic Perfumes. In this episode, I speak with Retreatment Botanics brand creator and general manager, Trudy J, about what it means to have a beauty brand breathed out of the healing heart of the Gaia Retreat. And no points for guessing, it's about so much more than great skin. It's a beautiful place, and so the, really the inspiration behind Retreatment was from this incredible star at Gaia. Returning to nature is not only wonderful for the spirit and the soul, but for results, it's really the best way as well. So that was really um, a big area of passion for us. Trudy has a wealth of experience in the beauty and wellness industry and is a trained master facialist, skincare expert, nutrition and wellness counsellor and reflexologist. Her multifaceted skills have taken her around the world, working in Sydney, New York, and now in the beautiful Byron Bay hinterland with Olivia Newton-John and the team at Gaia Retreat and Spa. So let's jump in. Trudy, thank you so much for joining me today. Firstly, can we just talk about the current Aussie obsession with Byron Bay, your hometown? What is it that's making people sell up and move to Byron Bay these days? It seems like half the eastern seaboard is is there or is trying to get there. It's highly, yes, it's so true. It is becoming um, quite the destination, permanent destination for <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of Aussies at the moment, particularly we're found from their cities. So I think um, during COVID, with everyone being locked up and sometimes finding themselves in a city in that situation wasn't so ideal. And, and you know, with, with remote working nowadays, a lot of people can um, have that fortunate position of being flexible with their location. Um, so we, we are having quite a, a migration of people up here into the Byron Bay area, um, which has been really interesting for locals. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you, got, you guys thought you were a, still a secret little sleepy town, I but know, not, not anymore. A little bohemian paradise, <laughs> and suddenly it's like it is it is changing rapidly. But it, I mean, it's still beautiful, and I understand um, why people want to be here because it's, yeah. it's such a gorgeous place on the planet. It really is. Isn't it so funny how we've all got this um, place in the back of our heads that, you know, if if all things were equal, I would move to such and such and then something like COVID hits and we go, hang on, hang on, we can actually do yeah. that thing now. So, so do we yeah. do we up and move? Apparently we do. It's crazy. Yes. And I, I come across so many people that, that are in that, you know, kind of questioning even right now, just constantly yeah. people, they might be just here for a trip and they come and they're like, oh, actually, I love it here. And yes. is it possible? Maybe it is. And they just make it work. So yeah, it's been, it's, an, it's been an exciting time of change around here, which is nice to have new fresh energy, but you know, it also is getting quite a lot busier. So I think some of the locals are kind of Winking away into the hills a bit. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Have a bit of peace. <laughs> There'll be a little um, sub-buyer and subculture yeah, popping up somewhere. <laughs> Retreatment Botanics is still a newbie in the world of beauty and wellness. Can you start by telling me about the company and the vision behind it? Yes. Well, we've been we've been around now and launched two years ago. So. 
Um, and in that time, we've grown rapidly, which has been really amazing and, and just wonderful to see it grow so quickly. Um, but we've, we started uh, really from Gaia and re Retreat and Spa, so our beautiful wellness retreat, Gaia in the Byron Bay hinterland, um, which has been established since 2005 here. Which has such a strong, beautiful reputation. Oh, it's, it's a gorgeous place. And as I say, it's Olivia Newton-John's retreat with um, her co-founders. Um, they started this beautiful piece of paradise here where people could come to relax and just get away and come back to themselves, really. And it's yeah. an opportunity for people to um, experience that transformation, whatever that might be for them. So it's, it's incredible food. We've got meditation and yoga and all sorts of uh, wonderful classes, organic gardening. And at the heart of the whole experience is the Gaia Day Spa. Yeah. So that's the, the really the healing center. And we have so many incredible healers here in Byron Bay. So the vision of, Ga of Gaia was to really draw on, on that beautiful resource of healers here in the area. And we just have world-class therapists incredible healing um, treatments and um, it is it has grown a lot over the years and until 2018 Gaia received the award of Global Hotel of the Year which wow. was pretty amazing because it's the top award any hotel or retreat or resort can um, achieve around the whole world that's so incredible. top 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 hotels enter into this award and Gaia um, received the, the award in 2018 so it really was the seeing how much we've grown over the years and what a beautiful destination it's become definitely on my short list yeah it's, it's, it's a beautiful place and so the really the inspiration behind retreatment um was from this incredible spa at Gaia so we have these amazing treatments and incredible facials and Olivia you know was always wondering how can we bring this experience that our wonderful guests have here back home for them. So once they, they have their time of transformation, they come to the spa, they have incredible results in their skin, how can they take a piece of Gaia home with them so they can continue this every day? And that was, that was the inspiration. So we went about creating this incredible skincare range that would be natural and organic and vegan um, we're palm oil free, cruelty free, but the, the key thing is that it was results driven with beautiful Australian native botanicals. So that was the vision and that we had these incredible essential oils, which I know lives to something you would relate to a lot. Um, the, the whole sensory journey in the products as well transports you into that feeling of calm and open heartedness and just like you've come into the day spa. So it was a way to bring that experience home for people. Yeah, that's gorgeous. We're going to loop back around to this uh, more in a little bit and, and talk more about the brand and some of the um, the things that are close to your heart, like you mentioned with uh, being palm oil free, etc. But let's first just go back into your story because you've had such an interesting life journey that's brought you to where you are today as the general manager um, 
and brand developer of Retreatment, it's one of those journeys that must have seemed so kind of disconnected until it all culminated in the moment that you came to work at Gaia and suddenly all of your skills and experience were utilized. Can you tell me about your journey from Byron to Brooklyn and back again? Yeah, I know it's been quite a quite a, an exciting journey and unexpected over the years, which which is what I sort of I just wanted in life. I grew up in the North Shore in Sydney, and everything was very conservative and you know very planned out. And I, at that time, thought, no, I want something more. Um, and I remember I went to uni and ended up studying comparative religion and Buddhism and Eastern philosophy and majored in those areas um, because that was just that that really interests me and and um, I wanted to explore all these different areas rather than just the normal progressive way of how you would go about your career and um, and spirituality and that sort of opened me up into the world of healing and I had a personal um, healing journey that came up for me when I was younger at uni which required me to um, seek natural treatments. And at the time, all the doctors were saying, no, nothing is going to work. You have to come down the conventional path. And I just was so um, adamant that I would find a way. And I remember finally going to one of the top specialists in Sydney. And he was like, I said, I, I would like to try a natural approach first. And if that doesn't work, then, you know, I can look at coming back to see you. And he just laughed in my face and was like, that will never work. You'll be back and just laughing at me as I walked out the door. Did that just make you more determined to follow that path? Because I would have been like, right, I'm fortified now. (laughs) He just had this attitude and just laughing, just really kind of like dismissing me completely as some silly thing I was saying. And yes, it did. It got me more inspired to like, okay. I'm going to do this. And I just researched and spoke to people and really reached out and found a way. And it, it took me about a year. Um, but I really did um, have a complete um, recovery. And and it just opened my eyes into the possibilities that were there with healing foods and healing therapies. And it just became a real passion for me at that point. As, as I know, this happens with many people in a personal journey with health. It really does. It's just um, really opens you up into different possibilities. So that then um, I started studying reflexology because I thought I just loved that helped me a lot during my journey and also I just love how it's connected to all different parts of the body and all your different energy systems are all connected and I found that fascinating. So I became a reflexologist and through that journey then started working with skincare through healing centres and learning how to use incredible natural ingredients and and, um, combining them from scratch to create beautiful masks and treatments for the face and seeing that instant result of those plants um, on the skin. And that was just really, really interesting to me. And so when I went to New York and went over um, to live in New York, I ended up having a complete change and went over there. I was there for 11 years. Um, but when I was over there, I went and studied skincare further at the Aveda Institute in Manhattan, just because it was supposed to be a real passion for me to see and bringing this whole wellness and the skin together. And over time, I was working with people's skin and um, a lot of people would have all these skin conditions. 
And I realized that a lot of the time, it's both what you put on your skin, but also what you're eating, your approach to life and wellness, all of those things matter as well. So when I'm to study nutrition, coaching and counseling and really brought it all together and I would see results in my client's skin immediately. It just really um, made the whole thing so much more powerful. Yeah, and very satisfying too, I imagine. Yeah, just to see how it's all interconnected. I think that's always fascinated me. And in the in the background while I was doing this, I went on because I just love to study and always pursue my interests. I'm just one of those people that doesn't yeah. ever stop. And so I went to study design and entrepreneurship and marketing while I was still working with people's skin and for years. So all these skills started coming together. Um, it's bizarre, isn't and, it? It's almost like you had a, a premonition of what was to come and you didn't even yeah. realize it. Like, why would you randomly then go study, study yeah. marketing and design in all of this? It's incredible, yeah, exactly. actually. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. Just, these are things, I just often follow what's really interesting me and pulling me, you know. And um, so then, you know, after 11, of you, 11 years of being in New York and just, you know, amazing experience over there, um, came back, decided to come back to Australia, come back to the Byron Bay area. And um, that's when it all opened up that I started to work with Gaia and Olivia and a beautiful team at the directors here and the team at Gaia to start creating this new brand, Retreat the Botanics. And all of these skills that I've been working with over the years really came together. So it's been, it's been an amazing journey. Yeah, that must have been so satisfying to be able to tie all of those things together and, and have this sudden moment of, I suppose, epiphany, like, okay, now I understand why I did this and this yeah. and di- diverted here and there. That's an incredible incredible culmination of destiny really, isn't it? Yeah, I definitely just clicked in. I was like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. I love it. Um, and, you know, creating the products and, the, and working with the team to create this brand and build everything up right from scratch and um it's been such an inspiring journey because i think of, that we have a lot of values and integrity about everything that we do and those things are important to me and they're a huge you know part of the whole ethos of gaia and also for olivia you know her um, wellness journey and dedication to um health and you know positive living and a positive mindset I think all of those things really came together with how we created the brand so yeah it's been very exciting to see it all come together now I want to just touch on something that you and I talked about off air which was how you learned um, the importance of self-care while you were living in New York so moving back between those two I guess polarities of Brooklyn and Woodstock what was that like and what did you learn about life and self-care in those I guess juxtaposing worlds yes they're so different and because I was in Brooklyn and you know in Manhattan a lot too but living in Brooklyn for a number of years um, just in Brooklyn and as much as that's incredible um, it can be pretty intense, you know, especially, I guess, when you've grown up in Australia, it can seem even more intense. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's amazing, but there's, you know, you don't have the same nature. And I think I was just really um, craving nature a lot. So um, I had friends up in Woodstock and so 
started to go up there a lot, which is about two hours out of New York City, if you don't know where Woodstock is. Um, a lot of people probably don't. So um, it's a beautiful bohemian town up in the mountains, up in the Catskill Mountains, about two hours out of New York. And it's such a different universe, even though you're so close to the city. So you've got a lot of amazing people there that are very progressive-minded and um, you've got incredible Buddhist centre there and all sorts of different things going on in Woodstock. Um, uh, so a lot of people do come back and forward from the city um, who live there. And it's just beautiful. You've got these pristine mountains, a lot of the water um, that goes into New York is from these Catskill Mountains oh, and they're wow. very pure and pristine. And um, you've got incredible water holes um, and waterfalls and wildlife. You've got bear walking around sort of your backyards often connected to forest and That's mountains awesome. and there's bears and wild cats. So it's pretty, pretty out there. Wow. Um, and it's just beautiful. And I think just having that time. So I ended up living both back and forth because I think just, yes, the city feeds you with so much inspiration, but just coming back to yourself again and being close to nature, I really needed that. And I think that taught me a lot to always want to have nature around me um, to really keep in balance and harmony. It's just so important. And so I think that's, you know, really stayed with me as a lesson of how to look after yourself and self-care. A big part of that is just staying connected to nature. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of that is woven into the way that you not just formulate, but the whole um, vision behind retreatment as, you know, combined with also that vision of Gaia that seems to weave in so well to the ethos of the brand, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, just coming from sort of Woodstock and to Byron Bay and there's a lot of connections between those two towns, you know, there's there's like sister towns in a way. Um, And there's just incredible nature here as well. And Gaia, you know, we sit there in semi-tropical rainforest. It's just so beautiful. It's breathtaking when you arrive at Gaia at the retreat. And I think a lot of what our ethos is about in our products is really staying true to nature and um, utilising the gifts that nature provides to look after yourself, to look after your skin, and not just because it sounds nice or it seems like, you know, I mean, it's wonderful to have natural products, but we're just discovering now how much more effective that can be as well for your skin because we're all about results. Because we know that's what women and men want ultimately with their skin when it comes down to it. You want all the values and you want all the ethos, absolutely, but ultimately you want results in your skin. And when we were working with different plants and selecting different extracts for our products, we could see that a lot of the Australian native botanicals are just so rich in phytonutrients and antioxidants and in such a sophisticated way. So say... Normally, you might have with vitamin C just plain ascorbic acid with more of a synthetic vitamin C. But when you have that natural form, you have that full entourage of phytonutrients that accompanies the vitamin C. So you have a lot more benefits. Things like gallic acid, elagic acid will really enhance those antioxidants in the product, in the plant, so that you get so much more benefit for your skin. Um, and I think, yet, yeah, returning to nature is not only wonderful for the spirit and the soul, but for results, it's really the best way as well. So that was really um, a big area of passion for us. 
Yeah, and I have that heart too. You know, I came across the term, and I think I must have talked about this in every second podcast I do, but that's because (laughs) so forward in my heart. The concept of biophilia, which I only learned that term probably 18 months, two years ago, but it just sits at the front of my mind all the time because this coming back to nature is it's such a driver for me, but I think it's such a driver for so many people who have been burnt out or disillusioned or or despairing or or any of these things. We kind of come to the end of ourselves and then we come back to the beginning of ourselves. And I think this concept of biophilia, which is our inherent desire for connection with nature, can only be ignored for so long. Absolutely. But I agree with what you're saying about the um, natural uh, skincare being more than just you know a tokenistic. Oh, I want it to be natural. It is a, a it's a it's a holistic approach to life that seems to resonate with every fiber fiber of our being and every cell in our body. And this um, idea of just taking out a vitamin C and slapping that into something is fine. But I agree with the philosophy of using whole plants because it's the co-nutrients, whether it's feeding your skin or your body, that really make all the difference. Nature in its truest, most holistic form is what feeds us body, mind and spirit, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And your body recognizes it and your body knows how to utilize it um, because it is natural and it's, it's that same state that our body is in and so um it really does and i think with modern technology now too which is very exciting there's yeah. new extraction processes for example that really do utilize that full um cellular structure that that so rather than a say traditional extraction method they may have degraded more quickly a lot of your um antioxidants and vitamins Nowadays, there's new amazing extraction methods that, that we like to bring into our skincare that really keeps that in its most pure, active, stable form. So it's very exciting that we can fully harness the gifts of nature now um, and really have those beautiful results in our skin and our body um, in a whole new way that wasn't available before. So it's really blending that sort of modern, modern technology but bringing that back to nature. Yeah, I find that really exciting. You work closely with Olivia Newton-John on the Retreatment brand, as you mentioned, and it is an extension of, I don't want to call her Olivia, it seems so disrespectful because I always grew up up calling her Olivia Newton-John, so I want to keep saying that. Oh, Um, she would love it. She's very, very earthy and grounded, so she would absolutely insist. I bet she is. (laughs) Well, well, I apologize, but I'm just going to call her (laughs) Olivia as if I know her on a first-name basis. It's almost sacrilegious in Australia to do that I think Um, but it's an extension of Olivia's heart and soul in Gaia Retreat can you tell me a bit about Olivia's involvement in the brand and how her passion for wellness and her own health journey as most of us know with cancer has impacted the development of the brand and the mission and the heart and so on absolutely I mean Olivia has you know had a long journey and and challenge with cancer for many years now and really does consider herself a cancer thriver because she has through um, taking a lot of different steps including that integrative approach um, of including a lot of health and wellness therapies um, has really thrived through this journey and it's, it's been incredible to see her embrace 
all the incredible therapies that are out there now and what they can do. And she's an inspiration, I think, for a lot of other people going through that journey too of what is possible. And um, we really, I, I think with the products, it was important to have them be safe and clean and I know for Olivia that's really important with things that she puts on her skin or when she's you know what she puts in her body um she wants to make sure they're always as healthy as possible and natural and organic where possible in, in her whole philosophy of living and I with the skincare it was just really important um that we had those clean ingredients and toxic free and you know, we would sit there and look at ingredients lists and just go through everything to ensure that it was as clean as possible and safe for people to use. Um, and I think that's just been really important for her, but also effective. So it, it had to both be, you know, safe, but effective. And I think that's been a really important um, part of our whole development and inspiration behind it. It strikes me that retreatment is really about healing and wellness and perhaps even more than it is about skincare, although that's obviously a really big focus for you guys and the products that you developed. But I felt that from the moment I opened the parcel, you sent me this beautiful parcel of products and I hadn't tried retreatment before that, but just even the moment that I took off the lid and you know put the first pump of serum in my hand, the smell and the feeling just is so um, intimate and healing. And clearly that's the culmination of several things as we've discussed Olivia's passion for wellness and her journey, the purpose of Gaia as a place of healing. And of course, your own passion and study in in healing and wellness modalities. Do you think there's any room these days for brands to just, I guess, exist and not serve a deeper purpose or come from a deeper place? What's your thoughts around that? Hmm, I mean, um, you know, I I just embrace where what people want to do with their brand. That's fine, but I think there is such a huge movement now in this direction. I think people are just as we said, craving for that deeper meaning. They're craving for a cleaner, safer path. Um, but, you know, to still see something that's effective, but they want to know that the values are there behind it. They want to know that it's sustainable, that it's it's helping to create a better place and for us all, all our living creatures here on Earth to be and live. And I think that movement is getting stronger. So I think that desire from people, I think people have been feeling really disconnected for a long time. Yeah. And I think everyone's waking up a lot now that this is such a precious place where we are um, and we have to look after it, both ourselves, our planet, the animals on our planet. And I think there is that huge driving force there now to take action and so consumers and customers are starting to look for that when choosing, making choices. I think it's definitely um, a force that's happening out there and it's, it's becoming unstoppable at this point. So, um, yes, you can still be a brand that doesn't stand for any of those things, but I just think nowadays I, I wouldn't want to be in that place um, because I think everyone now is looking for something that does provide um, that deeper meaning and I think it's, as you said, it's not a trend anymore. You know, there was a time in which it was trendy to link your brand to a charity or to say you, um, you know, you offset carbon or whatever it was. It was kind of a trendy thing to do. But it, it, it now has become the heart and soul of so many brands that are emerging Um 
mindful beauty and and conscious living is no longer a trend. I think, like you said, you called it a force. Um, and yeah. I would certainly say it's a movement that that doesn't have an end destination. I think it's just a forward moving of culture and of mindset and, of, as you say, of people craving connection with something deeper than just being a consumer with nice products. Exactly. I think, yeah, just feeling connected back to the earth again, feeling how precious that is. I think with technology and everyone feeling so cut off now, it's like, it's, it's like we've gone to such an extreme that it's like, oh, hang on, this is really unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's had, you know, there's so many damaging effects out there um, that are happening now to the environment because of the way we've been living for so long or actually not that long really in the bigger scheme of things but for a while now that I think people are just you know waking up and there is that real drive there to um, make a change and to just make healthier choices. And I think we now are um, capable of understanding that it doesn't take an entire population to make a change. It takes one person and it's one times one times one, you know, which doesn't equal one. It's It becomes exactly. a movement when, yeah, and it becomes a movement when we each take individual responsibility and, and action and we do understand the power of one now in a way that I don't think we did in perhaps in previous generations or perhaps it's just in previous eras I don't know what it is about this time that we're living in but we all feel well most of us I think feel responsible but also powerful well I think it's right and it, and I think each step you take can lead to another one and I think it's just taking that first step and keeping on with it rather than expecting everything to change at once I think people realize that sometimes it's not sustainable or possible but just doing something rather than nothing and then that leads on to another step uh, just it's like a movement as we say it just keeps happening and then other people see that or get inspired by that and it just keeps going and especially now I guess maybe it is the social media where things can get shared out there in massive numbers now yeah um, as they wouldn't have before things can escalate very quickly and the effects out there can can grow quickly do you remember that ad that probably still pops up every now and again, but if, a couple of years back when the the campaign against plastic straws was happening, I reckon this was a pivotal one in is sort of our, our Australian culture in any case about um, the power of making those what seems to be tiny little choices. There was the ad with uh, a turtle with the straw stuck in its nose oh, and it wow. said, yeah. do you remember this one? And it said, it's just one straw, said one million people. And oh, that's so powerful, so isn't it? Powerful. So powerful. Um, I think it caused a mind shift for so many people who perhaps yeah. thought exactly it's just one straw, you know, we just chucked away, it's just one straw. But somehow that was, I think, game changing. Absolutely. And I think when people do make those connections to just even if it's affecting one other being out there on the planet and how that's affecting it, just bringing that personal connection to what our actions, you know, how they affect others on the planet. I think rather than just seeing it this overwhelming big problem, it's just bringing it back down to that individual level because I think people then connect with that and it becomes real. So I think, yeah, just step by step. 
And this is a good segue to something that you're really passionate about, passionate about, which is avoiding the use of palm oil and its derivatives. And I guess yeah. you're almost a crusader in this area now, like educating people <laughs> about it. And you know, unexpectedly, and I, yeah. You and I, when we spoke uh, previous to today, um, you talked to me about palm oil, and 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 it occurred to me that. While I try and avoid palm oil, I really, even though I'm a researcher and I'm, you know, deep do deep diving into ingredients lists and so on, it's not even something that I've become yet very knowledgeable about. And so, while I try and avoid palm oil, and I know I understand about deforestation and how it affects, you know, animals, it still feels for me there's a bit of a disconnect between my environment. And how my avoiding or not avoiding palm oil can not just affect some people, some animals, some rainforest in some other country, but bringing that back to me. Can you talk to me about why why avoid palm oil in the first place and about the lack of transparency around the use of palm oil and how does that relate to me as a consumer? What's the driving force that would make me change my actions? Well, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a big area. And as you said, a lot of people don't know much about it. And I still am still learning um, about it. It's a huge issue and it's very hidden. And I, I find that fascinating that so many other things are being exposed out there of what's going on and that people are making choices in certain areas. But this is still an area that's very hidden. Um, You're on but, the right podcast then because we love shining light into dark places. <laughs> Hit us and, with it. And look, it, this is not an easy thing. And we didn't expect to sort of, um, I guess, we didn't realise that we'd be such a pioneer in this area. Um, but as we were developing the products and, you know, we wanted to do everything with the highest integrity um, and the highest values about what we're doing and we wanted to be vegan and cruelty-free, of course, and um, clean ingredients and toxic-free and natural and organic ingredients. And then it was like, okay, but there's one little issue. <laughs> there's palm oil derivatives, even in natural skincare, it's in everything. And it's in a majority of personal care products out there, palm oil derivatives. So it's not going to say palm oil on the back of the box. So if you're looking at your ingredients list, I mean, may with certain things like, but there's most cases it will never say palm oil because it's the derivatives that are used to create those base ingredients and they are made out of palm oil. And when they turn into their base ingredients, well, you can look up. You can look up online. There's over 200 names. Oh, I was going to say, can you give us made. the list? But apparently not. <laughs> what you, what yeah, are some of the you, main culprits? What are, I like, mean, the top five ingredients that seem to be always palm oil derived? Is it, can you give me give us maybe a couple of those? If you can see um, the the word palm in in the actual like the name that's sometimes an indicator so um that's but not always so you might have things like um sodium lauryl sulfate that could be also made derived from palm oil um glycerol sterate might be derived from palm oil so it just you it just depends on it's palmitate can be derived 
well, usually, usually if you've got the word palm, it's derived from palm oil. But there's, there's a lot of cases why it's hard for me to give you a list is because sometimes they can be either derived from coconut or palm oil. So some of the ingredients in our products, maybe a same name on the back, would also be a palm oil derived product. So okay. this is where it gets tricky and that why we brought certification in <laughs> because um, it's very hard to identify. And this is why it's so hard for people to know if they've got palm oil in their product or not because it's just hidden behind these long, complicated names. Um, but it may or may not be derived from palm oil. Most often I will have to say it is derived from palm oil. So if we were actually going to um, contact, and I know a lot of our listeners are really proactive in checking ingredients lists and even in contacting the brands that they love or use to make sure that they're doing things um, that align with their own values. If we were to contact a company to find out if they had palm oil, we really should be saying, do your products contain palm oil or any of its derivatives, correct? Derivatives, yeah, the derivatives is very important. And I have to say, you know, unfortunately a lot of companies may not even, not because of any, you know, um, negative reason, they just may not be aware. There's a lot of companies out there that just aren't even aware that they have palm oil derivatives, that Mm -hmm. a lot of the ingredients, they just see these names that have nothing to do with palm oil that might be put into their formula. And so they're not even aware that it's full of palm oil. And um, this is where a lot of the problem happens. And um, it's all the, you know, it's those base ingredients like surfactants, um, emulsifiers, those kind of things in products are usually derived from palm oil. Why? Because it's they're high, high yield, so it, they get a lot for it cheap. So that's why these big, companies that make these derivatives and base ingredients use palm oil because it's so cheap and they they can get really high yields out of palm oil so um it's just in everything and it's so hard if you're wanting to formulate to do it without it and that's why it's in everything so um when we went to do it we were looking into it and i just thought no i don't i don't feel right with us having palm oil as the derivative and everything and i brought it to our team and Olivia and they were like palm oil what do you mean in the skincare kind of horrified and I'm like yes it's in most skincare um even if it's natural it can be full of palm oil and and so I think and I said I think we should try and develop our products without it and I was a bit probably naive because I didn't realize (laughs) down that that rabbit hole (laughs) (laughs) but we did and we made that commitment and it took a long time it took years to develop our products without it um and and because just to get that same really high quality feel that high quality performance um without palm oil is a challenge and so it took a really time we would not stop until we had you know the highest efficacy with our products the most beautiful luxurious feeling with the products so that was incredible spa quality, which we are a spa quality brand, but we wanted to do it palm oil free. And I think out there, I keep looking, but I can't find another palm oil free premium spa quality skincare brand out there. Mm. So that's how rare this is. Um, and you're to, certified palm oil free, is that correct? Yeah. So we um, became, because we wanted to make sure that we were palm oil free so 
we um, were certified by the Orangutan Alliance. Um, we worked um, with Palm Oil Investigations to really helped me um, with the whole journey to become palm oil free. And then we would be certified by the Orangutan Alliance. And um, so they went through every single ingredient and really double checked everything to the source. Because what happens is it's just very hard. Palm oil kind of sneaks into things very easily. And it's hard. That traceability is quite tricky. So it's a big process to ensure that it really is truly palm oil free. Um, but it, we, we got there. And what are the biggest issues with palm oil that we should be concerned about? Because as I said, like I understand it's about rainforest degradation and, and orangutans, but I don't really understand it. Yeah, and I think that's what I think that's part of the problem why it keeps happening and why it keeps existing in our products. Because a lot of people don't know. And even when I say, Oh, we're palm oil free to people and I'm so excited about that. Yeah. People are like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, don't know yeah, what that means, really. That's right. There's, there's still a disconnect, which means that your <laughs> job is still, is still on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the thing is palm oil plantations that have sort of taken over massive areas of forest in Indonesia and Malaysia, the huge, huge deforestation and devastation that's been going huge. It's a, so basically they take down, they burn, slash and burn, the old growth, incredible forests that house so many wildlife and beautiful animals, orangutans. They say 6,000 orangutans are killed every year um, with the deforestation that's going on. Um, Sumatran tigers, they're very rare and beautiful creatures, also highly impacted, plus a lot of other wildlife as well. That's just to name a couple of them impacted and incredible biodiversity in the area. These beautiful forests that just provides so much clean air to our planet um, are just being taken down and they're replaced with monoculture of palm oil um, trees that are put in and so that really does affect the whole um, the earth there it affects the local community as well because they're really impacted by the slash and burn and the air quality really reduces and um, there's a lot of issues that happen over there if you're interested, there, there is quite a lot of information online where you can learn more about it. But it's, yeah, it's a, a very huge and serious issue that's going on um, and something that we just we didn't want to be supporting with having palm oil in our products. So um, that's why we made that step. And what about sustainable palm oil? Is that any better? It seems to me well, maybe counterintuitive that it could be sustainable if it's actually destructive. I mean, how, how can that coexist? This is where it gets really murky and why we then chose not to do even sustainable. And that was a hard choice because it would have been a lot easier for us to choose yeah, sustainable bet. palm oil than go with a whole palm oil free um, down that road. But unfortunately at the moment, sustainable is often... It's just that it's the traceability is very, very difficult. So because the standards um, aren't very strong, um, with sustainable um, certifications, you can be a company that just says, well, we'll, we'll, we'll have the joining fee to say we're sustainable and we'll, we'll be working towards it. One day we'll, we'll be sustainable <laughs> and they yeah. still get the certification now that they're sustainable. And often with sustainable, it mixes sustainable and non-sustainable sources. So 
and that can still be um, seen as sustainable. So it's all a big mix. There's no traceability and often not, there's, it's not sustainable, but it's still got the certification of sustainability on it. Wow. Um, and so until there's solutions in that area, that's why we've chosen not to um, go down that path. I will say there's a very few, very few sources of sustainable palm oil, but they are so rare um, where there's been a plantation that's created strictly for sustainable um, uh, palm oil and that company works directly with that plantation um, but that is very, very rare. Um, Dr. Bonner's will be an example of that where they truly do have um, sustainable palm oil, but it's so rare yeah. <laughs> and so hard to get your hands on um, base ingredients from it that it truly is traceable because I've tried. Um, that, that's why we went down the path of going palm oil free. For now, yeah, so that's um, our dedication just because we thought that that was the, the path of highest integrity that we could find. Yeah, that's amazing. It sounds like an, a topic that m- most of us probably need to get a bit better educated on and actually make firm, solid decisions in our mind where we can to choose to, A, not use products with obvious palm oil and, B, look for products that have um, certification like retreat certification yeah. yeah have that palm oil free certification I think really important I mean you can do your research and and check ingredients um, and that will help you to a point but as I said a lot of the ingredients really hard to tell actually if it's derived or not from palm oil so and often the companies may not know themselves um, because it's so hard and I understand you know if this is a really hard path ahead and for us it's not to be sort of the palm oil police out there and yeah <laughs> this is very it's, it's a really hard problem and I think um for us it was just shining a light onto what's going on and being a pioneer in the area and saying you know what this is possible look what's possible and we just hope that 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 sort of movement continues where people wake up and they see what's going on it's, it's hard to insist out there in a palm oil and be completely palm oil free it's just it is in everything. So for us, it's just taking that first step and going, you know, we're going to make that choice to become palm oil free and shine a light on the issue. Yeah, incredible. I'm going to do a little <laughs> underhanded, not so not so unobvious plug for a second, and we're just going to divert because I want to talk about Self Love Week, which Retreatment and, and One Seed um, are, are doing as a collaboration this year for, I guess, in the lead up to Valentine's Day, which is really exciting. Um, so exciting. So exciting. So uh, I guess nobody really celebrates Valentine's Day in Australia anymore, let's be honest. But as we discussed with your team, self-love is so important and so many of us especially women and especially mothers and especially no it's not just especially working mothers it's all mothers and all women let's be honest we're not so good at the self-care so we have decided to um work with retreatment and doing a beautiful promotion um for self-love week but what i want to talk to you about is what what is self-love to you? Because I'm really, um, I guess, hyper aware of this word self-love. I feel like the concept has been misused a little bit and perhaps with all the hashtags that emerge from Instagram obsessed, you know, me, me, me culture, it feels like self-love is sometimes 
Uh, it sometimes is diluted and becomes self-obsession or self-centeredness. And I'm really passionate about finding what is self-love because self-love is not saying I abandon everyone else and, you know, whatever is good for me. That's selfish kind of, yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I'd love to find out from you what is real self-love to you and what are the things that you do in your world to take care of yourself? I think it's right. I mean, I think sometimes um, we can compare ourselves to others a lot or be projecting this image out there in the world um, because of all the pressures to be a certain way now. And I think with what's happening with Instagram and all these type of things, that there is just this outer, outer kind of persona that we're meant to have of perfection. And, you know, that can, as you're saying, that self-centeredness can get a bit murky. Um, and it's just coming back to what's true for yourself and coming back to taking that real time for yourself. And that's, that's not a selfish act at all. I think it's actually self-sustaining and um, brings us back to what's real and where we're really at. So taking that time, I think, um, is so precious because we, especially now when we are in such a busy world where every moment's filled and we feel like this pressure to be on all the time and reacting to this and this and keeping up with it, you know, and it's, it's stressful. And I think um, just allowing, putting some of those healthy boundaries up at times and saying, this is time just to come back to myself and see where I am at for me, meditation, yoga, Doing steps like that, although that may sound cliche, really does do amazing things. Or whether it's just going out, putting everything else to the side and just going out and being with nature, I think. Being with animals, going out where we live near a river here, just going out and being at the river or the ocean or just taking that time to disconnect from all those outer pressures of who we're meant to be <laughs> and the we all these pressures we have within ourselves and just coming back to what's real in that timeless place for for a little while so I think that's um what it really means to me and I think you know um with our skincare we brought that message in a lot was that's why we had all the beautiful scents that we had in the promise to really because scent you know really does connect you straight back to yourself I find or it's a way that sort of anchors you and open is quite heart opening feeling and so we really wanted to bring those beautiful natural essential oils so as soon as someone had that time with themselves in their bathroom even if it was just for a few minutes that they could really just come back recenter you know and just be transported with the essential oils um, to that more peaceful place. I love what you said there about scent bringing people back to themselves. I think natural scent, like you guys have this gorgeous healing aroma in your products. It's natural scent is about- as, as you do as well. We're well, one thank you. <laughs> absolutely beautiful, inspiring thank scent. Thank you. But I think you make a good point, which is that natural scent brings you back to yourself and brings you back to nature, mm. which is in essence who we are. And I think that is the power of using natural scent as opposed to synthetic scent in our in our world. I think there's a lot of power in that for sure. 
Absolutely. I think, and a lot of people, you know, I know with just with our products, just from experience, um, it's one of the first things that draws them in if they come across them. It's the scent that pulls yeah. them in. It's instantly, they're just like, oh my gosh, I just have to be, I have to have this. Yeah. <laughs> I just, the scent is just affecting me in this way where I do feel really grounded and I do feel really calm in myself. And it just instantly takes you there. Um, in a way that sometimes you don't have to think about it. You know, it's not a mental process. It just brings you right there. It's that other part of yourself um, that is just so that's that healing plant medicine in a way. So absolutely, um, that they have to offer. So, and I'm a big believer uh, in also guiding people back to the smells of nature. So it's great to use yeah. that have natural aromas in them and you know in that way we're taking people on that journey back to themselves and back to their roots however it's also important to have times where you you even if you're going out for a coffee sit and smell the aromas in that coffee don't just wolf it down and have a chat smell what what those beans are bringing go for a walk and you know pick off pick some leaves off a fir tree and smell them and 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 understand the nuances and you can almost smell the earth the atmosphere the environment um the nutrients and all of those things bring you back to yourself as well there's a lot of power in that so much so much I agree with you I just love doing that myself going when we go for walks around here uh, you know there's just so many frangipani trees around at this time and I just love just that moment you know of just embracing the power of of the scent in the flower and it's just like really transports me that's away from everything everything just kind of disappears in that moment and it's so important just to carve out those times I think to um find ways to reconnect yeah it really is finally Trudy where can people find out more about Retreatment Botanics and Guy Retreat and where can we buy your products yeah so um we have our website so that's retreatmentbotanics.com and um we also of course have our beautiful products at the Guy Retreat and Spa um so they are used in our facials, of course, so at, at the retreat in Byron Bay. And we're also with a number of other amazing, beautiful stockists as well. So you can find us online. Beautiful. And on social media? Absolutely. So on our Instagram, Retreatment Botanics, and on our website as well, Retreatment Botanics. Fantastic. So we, yeah, we have a beautiful Instagram page, actually, that we, we love. And so it's a nice place for everyone to come together there. Yes, and get some visual soothing <laughs> in your yes, in your feet. Get some visual soothing. <laughs> yeah, gorgeous, Trudy. It's been a real delight talking to you today and, and hearing about your passions and the the journey with retreatment. And we look forward to spending more time with you personally, and also just um, you know helping uh, advocate for your brand and everything that it's about. So thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much, Liz. It's been such a pleasure. So beautiful to chat with you. And same. We absolutely have been loving the one seed perfumes that are a treatment. Our whole team has been obsessed. So <laughs> we just can't wait for our current, our upcoming collaboration. It's very exciting. So we'll watch this space for that watch one too. Watch this space, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Trudy. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Unconscious is presented by One Seed. Find out more at oneseedperfumes.com.